Hey, how's it going? This is Psychotronicast. My name is Alec Berg, and joining me in the trailer, once again in the flesh, Derek Estes. If you can and you should, subscribe to us on uh, whatever podcast platform that you're listening to us on, Instagram. You can go to our website, psychotronicast.com, where you will find our backlog, our two short films that we have written, a link to our Patreon, that is $5 a month, where you get a bonus uh, podcast every time that we drop a free podcast like this one that you're listening to now. We're about to start a Christmas-themed series, and we're actually doing extra Christmas horror on our Patreon, which we will talk about later in this episode. But until then, let's get to this film. So without further ado, Derek, what the hell are you getting us into? Uh, we're going to watch uh, a movie that came out 10 years ago that I, I caught in the theaters. It's kind of slowly grown... Um, a little bit more in popularity as the years gone by. It's Rare Exports from 2010. You saw uh, this in the theater? Mm-hmm. Nice. I, actually, it's funny. I saw this. Uh, at this point, I still worked at the toy store, and it was during the Christmas season, and the movie had come out, and it was playing across the street from the toy store. And it was at that point, the season was just so busy that you could be working for like 12 hours a day. And my friend Tim and I, we just took like an extra long lunch break in the middle of our day, and we just went across the street to the theater to watch this movie. Yeah. Um, and it was great. And it was it's great, too, because it's under an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it really is a lunch break. Yeah, totally. Kind of movie. Was that 21 Cinema? Cinema 21? Uh, no, it was at uh, Fox Tower. Oh. Nice. It was uh, playing in the tower. Oh. Yeah, totally. Um, but, yeah, so this is one that, like, I think it's, um, it's, it's I don't know, I, I just really enjoy it. I think it's got a lot of a lot of uh, kind of charm, little things to it. And so, yeah, I've always kind of thought that this would be a good cover on the, the Christmas season. But we haven't done a Christmas movie since Christmas Evil, and that was like four years ago, maybe. So. That's nuts. Yeah, I think you're totally right. Um, you're making up for it this year. Yeah, we are. We're going to hit a few of them, but now is Rare Exports. And I'd heard about this movie here and there. I think it's... I think they put it on Shutter around this time every year. It's definitely year. been coming up the past few years. I've noticed it popping up on Shutter, and um, a few of the other. I think it's also like on Canopy. And yeah, a lot of those. So it's on. Sites. It's on Shutter right now. I mean, we're recording this December 2020. So um, if you've lived that long, uh, you'll you can find it there. You can find it, yeah all over the place. I think if you like, if you whatever search whatever your streaming platform is, I'm, I'm sure it's available. Yeah. So this is a Finnish film, uh-huh. and I've only known one Finnish person in my life. I used to work with him. His name is Julian, and uh, he would show me pictures on his Instagram of like you know, oh, when I go back home and stuff like that. And it's that fucking cold. Like yeah. it's just always like piles of snow and him. And the only things I know about Finland are this movie, that guy Julian, and an emo band from the early two thousands called Him. And if you were like a bro dad like I am now and you were into like Bam Margera and CKY and Jackass you know who him is so this is nice to know something else besides him because Rare Exports is good <laughs> excellent yeah, I'm glad, yeah this, I'm glad you liked it this was a good movie it's, I liked um, it a lot yeah so this movie it's um, I, I would put this as far as tone wise like it's not like it's not like a super like slasher horror it's not like um, you know there, there's a lot of things I think it, it isn't but I think it, it in attitude and tone it's as close to like gremlins I can think of as far as like a Christmas movie that has some kind of like creepy stuff to it mm-hmm. it's you know it's almost depending on how uh, your kids you can almost show this to kids uh, but the end gets a little <laughs> yeah a little crazy but this so um and I'll, I'll probably fuck this guy's name up the director uh, Jamari Hellander 
he so there were two short films that they had done before this that were kind of that played along these lines and uh the first one is called rare exports incorporated and it's like maybe seven minutes and it's basically just a hunting video and then you realize that they're hunting these naked father christmases mm. and so then uh they did that and apparently that did really well in festivals did it made a second one that was kind of uh it's called the official rare exports incorporated safety instructions um and that came out in 2005 that's and it's like about 10 minutes long these are all on the oscilloscope put out the the blu-ray dvd yeah of it so it has all these these things on it and the, the shorts are really cute and it has a lot of the same cast and by the second one they actually even have the little boy in it in oh the yeah nice. too. he's like even he's really younger young. <laughs> yeah. um but yeah so this movie it starts off you know they're in finland and they're right on the border with russia and um it's just you know this little boy um who like lives with his father and i'll i'm gonna skip all their names because i'm please I, do yeah it whatever I, I can't do any justice to finish um but this little boy and his friend, who's like this super kind of like 80s mullet, like tough kid, mm -hmm. um, they sneak over to the Russian side up to this like big development on this mountain. And they hear this big speech where there's something hidden um, under this giant mountain they're trying to excavate. And they kind of realize that maybe it's Santa Claus. Uh, you know, there's always kind of back and forth. The kids believe in Santa or whatnot. Um, but they're really like they're reindeer farmers. And so there's all this stuff with like, the kid. He lives alone with his dad. Um, and it's very like I love the style of this movie because um, it's kind of you know it is on the lower budget range yeah um, but the design of it is really great because even the way that their um, their little cottage looks like everything's like I think if you really saw I mean, whatever I, I grew up in rural areas or you know like everything looks kind of like depressing and just cheap but everything sure. in this is like it's very um, it's not as full of cheap plastic stuff it's like all this very like it still is kind of quaint even though, even though it's kind of like kind of very spartan and sort of depressing yeah um but i think their whole relationship is great it's i think that it's uh one of the baddest ass dad dad intros i've ever seen in a movie like i think when i think of badass dad intros i think of james brolin in the car mm -hmm. where it's like here's this fucking cool guy cop that's actually like a cop that is cool like it's not like an acab yeah kind of deal and you know he's just like utah cop i mean we did a podcast on this but oh, he yeah. like drives his fucking kid to school on his harley and know, it's like so that's a badass dad this one he's like literally rigging up like a wolf trap <laughs> and then he's doing that and then he immediately goes to his cooler to like butcher a pig and he just has this like giant manly beard and he's just like rough rugged and raw and he looks like what people in, you know, what, what 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 hipsters like me and others in Portland and other like metropolitan areas try to like think they are when they buy like a Filson jacket <laughs> or like shirt. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm rough and rugged and raw like this guy. So, no, you're not. You're like that guy is. Yeah. Uh, so that's a pretty fucking rad intro. And yeah, it's weird because uh, you know not to jump ahead a little bit, but once all the reindeer are slaughtered. And they don't have like livestock for the season. They're out money, and they're gonna lose their properties. It's they're, really sad. It is really sad, but it's also like, I mean, who? I mean, I, there's always somebody's always gonna take land. But you're like, damn, someone's coming to get that. Like, you guys are poor. <laughs> yeah. Like the the I do like the aesthetic, and they're doing the best that they can. But yo, like they are not living like the highfalutin lifestyle. That, uh, no, not at you all. would imagine reindeer farmers would in Finland. But I don't know. One thing they must really have in Finland are really good libraries. 
um, because this kid and his obsession with Santa Claus within, because it starts off, there's kind of almost like, an, well, there's a, advent calendars kind of come up, but one of the first images is there's like this uh, kind of shuddering calendar that's like 24 days till Christmas. That's yeah. what it opens. And then you, you, know, you realize like one day till Christmas. But then you see this kind of montage of this kid is obsessed, so he's been researching everything to do about Santa. And I also do love the history, like the real history of Santa Claus. We used to have this, when I actually worked at the toy store, there was, well, this is going to be a little bit of a tangent. but Do whatever. it. Uh, so there's this guy, Tom Tierney, and he was a really famous paper doll artist, and um, he did like some coloring books and stuff, but his stuff is really cool, and he was, he's a whole other really interesting person, but he did this one paper doll book, and it was all the different history of Santa, and it would give like these crazy stories about like, you know, St. Nicholas or whatever, and I think how St. Nicholas became the patron saint of children was that uh, he ended up like staying at some inn, and the innkeeper had like uh, you know back when inns like also served food or whatever uh, was so poor that he actually slaughtered his children and what? then served his children to the people staying at the inn, what? and then Saint Nicholas came and he found the bones of the dead children. And he was able to bring them back to life, and that was his miracle, and that's who became a saint or whatever. This whole like and there's like all the kind of like the creepy. Where's Santa that stuff. fucking movie? <laughs> I know totally. So there are all these like weird stories and this movie kind of has a lot of that like kind of the folk horror elements uh of that where you know this kid is like looking he's like i don't know santa's actually really scary and uh you know he's just terrified of santa so he's kind of like decking himself out you know with his uh his you know crazy you know shit and armor that he's kind yeah. of like putting together um which is it's funny like old like hoffa hockey pads and mm -hmm. shit and like you know cardboard around his butt Mm. I also love that the kid, as far as design-wise, too, like, everyone else in the movie is very, you know, serious kind of earth tones and whatever. And this kid is always dressed in, like, even his little, like, snow outfit. It's, like, you know, bright blue with a red scarf. And yeah. he's just, like, and he's very cute. The kid kind of looks like Bjork. He has that kind of, like, crazy Icelandic, yeah. like, eyes. And... He's got those, like, moon eyes. They're yeah. so, like, intriguing. That, um... Yeah, speaking of badasses, like I was earlier about his dad, like this kid has got to be like the ultimate badass. I mean, he immediately jumps on a jet ski, a jet ski, a uh, <laughs> snowmobile. He's always got a gun strapped to him. He's willing to sacrifice his life, which we'll get to later. And uh, he's just never fucking scared, which is nuts, which no. is, you usually see scare, kids scary. Oh, he's scared, out. but it's not like he's not cowardly. I exactly. Guess. Okay, yeah. that's it. Yeah, he does have feeling. Yeah, he's but... he's terrified that these things, and he also so yeah. When they all go out to go gather all the reindeer, like all the other like dads or whatever, and the the you know farmer the or whatever the ranchers, I don't know what you call uh. them. Uh, they're trying to gather the reindeer. This may find they're all dead, and they're all trying to blame it on Russian wolves. And they see like the fence that is on the border has a hole cut in it, and that's where the kids, the bolt cutters, where the kids have been going back and forth. Mm -hmm. So they, the kid also feels that he's been a bad kid, that he is actually the real reason that the wolves came through and killed, you know, all of the livestock, and that's why they're all going to be bankrupt and, you know, destitute. Um, so you might hear a little rain out here. In the yeah, tower. there's going to be some atmospheric tones. Yeah, surrounding this is it's good because it, it really helps um, set the tone for the the podcast. This atmosphere. Um, yeah, but so I, he has this whole thing. And I I also love situations. Christmas Evil has this too, where one of the things you have to be aware of is being good. Like don't swear, don't smoke, don't whatever. So a lot of his other thing is besides being scared of Santa, it's like, am I a good boy? Am I like the good boy that you know whatever? Or did I fuck this whole program up? Um, and yeah, I just I love that. I love that kid. Yeah, great. No, it's it, it's 
it's pitching. And um, a lot of the things that I like about this film and films like it are, which there aren't a lot of films like it, but when they actually like do, I like foreshadowing a lot, but I like when there's like little twists that come along. Um, so yeah, uh, before all that, I got to mention, like Wages of Fear, the U.S. play the bad guys in the film, <laughs> where I'm like, oh, it's so great. We suck so bad. Yeah, totally. Like immediately when the film starts, it's like they're speaking English, and I actually coaxed my wife into watching this film with me last night, because she's always, you know, like thinking... I'm running off with you and watching these like crazy sexploitation movies. Or... Sometimes we are. I mean, we are. Hopefully. Don't get me wrong, but I'm like, sometimes, you know, it doesn't have to always be smut and <laughs> whatever. And then we're like, oh, we're doing like a Christmas horror movie. Want to watch it? And she's like, okay. And then the movie started and she's like, oh, it's in English. And I was like, oh, it's crazy. I thought it was like in Finland. Maybe they're just trying to appeal to a bigger market. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, these are the only American characters. Oh, these characters are like the bad guys in this movie. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious. But yeah, so that happens, and also just her watching this film, it's she dig it pretty much, and then like yeah, once the helpers came around, she's like, oh, this is creepy, and then like the last twenty minutes, she's like, what? And when it came to the part where like the kid was, you know, potentially going to sacrifice himself, <laughs> she was like, that fucking kid better not die, and she was like, if that kid died in the movie, she would have, I don't know if we'd be talking now. <laughs> like she wouldn't be able to handle it, and yeah. in my head I'm like, please don't fucking die. No, it's please not don't that fucking die. Movie. But yeah, I kind of thought that because I'm like, okay, none of the characters have died yet, mm -hmm. so I think we're in good hands. And it's like a well, comp. the only person who does is the American. He's well, an axe in the head. Well, yeah, but he's not. <laughs> but none of the main people die. No, because mostly that's the thing is why it's why I, I, I equate it to something like Gremlins, where there are like creepy things happening, there's fucked up things that happen. That are kind of a little bit more amusing or whatever, but not like there's not real horror, there's not real any any of those things. No, um, so but which I appreciate when know. the the you know once and that's what I was like talking about just before that is like the the foreshadowing or the things that lead to another or the the twists is like you know the the dad setting that wolf trap at the beginning ends up being used later on when they catch what they think is Santa Claus and which I think is Santa Claus which is like the first great twist in this film because he looks like fucking creepy Santa Claus and that actor whoever plays Santa's little helper holy shit great job oh yeah well, there's so, also something so unsettling about seeing like a, you know he looks kind of like maybe like a homeless person it's like he's like you know very dirty and he's old and he's naked and it's like that alone is just very, like seeing someone is, it makes you kind of, yeah, uncomfortable, you know. So I think that is just like that whole combination is just so crazy. And then also thinking of it as being like Santa, um, and when they start kind of fucking with him too, where you're like, oh, like these guys aren't great. Either. Well, they think he's dead, and so then there's the other guy, one of the other like kind of dads comes by who goes around and he plays Santa. For yeah, everybody. which is great for him to take off his Santa garb and throw it on the railing where you're like, oh, that's totally going to be used. It's like a, whatever that, is it the Tennessee Williams thing where it's like if there's a gun in the first act. Oh, Chekhov, the Chekhov's oh, Chekhov. gun. Yeah, 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 it's going to be used in the third act. It's yeah. like same deal with the fucking... Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. No, yeah, Chekhov, it's not in Streetcar Named Desire. <laughs> it's in... But it's like, I think that... Uh, yeah, like at first they think he's dead, and so they're like they don't know what to do, and they're like they're kind of like freaking out. It's like you've got to help me, like basically chop this because he's in like the you know the hanging room where uh -huh. you like butcher, and so they like are just about to like saw through his arm, and he realizes he's alive, and then um, there's other things too where they're so poor, the only thing they have to eat is gingerbread. <laughs> Crazy, which, I love. which is like another thing that gets used as a tool later so on. It's in kind the of like film. a fairy tale. I mean, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Just, yeah, uh, so I love. 
like those little things. And he's so despondent until the little boy comes around and he smells the little boy. Mm-hmm. And they realize. And then the other, you know, though they go like hunting around because the little boy, you know, kind of freaks out because the dad's trying to keep him away from the, not to see the old man because he's like, this is fucked up. The kid shouldn't see the kid already kind of thinks it's Santa Claus. And then you also get the thing too because the kid goes back to the hole. And that's where you see the first, uh, you know, doll. Like the weird, like, like you know, um, straw doll. Mm-hmm. And you, you realize that what's happened is the he was going to come. All the little kids in the town have all been kidnapped. But people are really slow. They're, like, not really attentive to their kids here. Oh, uh, dude. So they're just, yeah. like, the one, the little boy, he, like, tries to run away. And the cop picks him up, and they go wandering around because everything, all the furnaces and the heaters and ovens and hair dryers, dryers they yeah. all have been like abducted over the night. And so they, the cop is looking around, and the dad thinks the kid's gonna narc him out to the cops. And then they like, you know, go over to his other buddy's house, and the kid's gonna go try to find his mullet friend. But then the kid's not in his bed, it's just one of these straw dolls. Yeah. Um, I love that. And the kid goes to like tell, like, this is like, whatever, so-and-so's gone. And like, oh, no, he probably just wanted to go meet some girls. He'll be back later. Yeah. You know? And it's like, no, dude. But you realize that, you know, the trap caught the Santas. He was going to try to come kidnap the kid with the straw doll. But then he just got caught instead. And you're like, that's so great. That's why he, A, is still around. Today. Yes. Um, but it, it was just so See, for a while, I was like, oh, is he the only good kid in town? That's mm-hmm. what I originally thought. Just like how I originally thought that that Santa's little helper guy was just straight up Santa. So then... Well, it leads you to think that. No, yeah, yeah totally. And that's what this movie is really good at leading you to think something like that. So once they get... Um, they figure out, like, a deal to work out with uh, the Americans or whatever to, like, sell off Santa to them. And then they go, and then they meet up with that American who's basically... Well, you also think that Santa's an American because he has that guy's passport. Yeah, he's got the passport. And, uh, yeah, when they go to meet up with the guy who's basically the old man from Jurassic Park with the mosquito, <laughs> and it's like, he's just like, shows up, like, whole life, I've been waiting for this one moment. I'm like, this guy's not gonna make it. And, uh, yeah, he shows up, and he's just like, it's weird because he, like, looks into his eyes, and when his eyes shift, he's like, oh, it's not Santa, he's a helper. Yeah. And then it's just like, what? And then it's just like, boom, all the, you know, he gets got, and then all these, like, fucking other naked Santa looking motherfuckers show up. And, you also and that's when the too, movie gets weird. And that's when Renee's like, what is happening? Oh, yeah. That was like when I saw it in the theater. I saw my friend Tim. We were like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? It was like, that was so amazing. And you have this whole thing leading up to this where the kid, he's so terrified of, he has this advent calendar that he's been opening. But Thank he's too scared that. to open the last door where it's like the 24 and it's big, like a barn door. And he actually staples it shut on his little advent calendar. And then when he gets to this development there's this giant hangar and on the door is a giant 24 yeah and of course behind it is what is the real santa exactly uh, who is still encased in ice and has these giant horns and he's like enormous yeah um, which is fantastic that this movie just n- you just never get to see santa like, yeah it never gets to happen which maybe could have been like a budgetary issue um, a lot of things i think there's but i'm glad yeah. it didn't it's yeah. just like those old creepy naked men are plenty <laughs> plenty to keep it going and that's the thing is like if anybody listens to this knows how much I fucking hate CGI but when it's done when it A has to be or B like has some sort of thing to it like style wise it totally works like the last 15 minutes of this film like 13 minutes of it is CGI but I can 
I couldn't care less. I agree. It's the thing where it's like it normally shouldn't work, but I feel like like well, what they're doing with this is like it's I get it. Like you know, this is like it totally works, and it's like the CGI isn't like top of the line, but it's probably you know for like a lowish budget like finished movie, like totally appropriate. It kind of turns into like a PS4 video game. Yeah, where you're like it's not. There's actually, it's interesting, like, on the disc, there is a comparison, like, showing how they did that. And when you see, like, the how they put it all together, like, that, you know, it looks good compared with what they're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I I love all of that. I also think one of the weird things about this movie that I have heard some people complain about, um, but it's very noteworthy, is there are no women characters at all. There's oh, no. no females at all in this movie. Um, they do talk about like the mother of the child had died and Mm -hmm. they do talk about her for a second there is like one of the guys talks about his wife and her blow dryer (laughs) because it gets abducted and he's convinced this is Russians yeah that's cutting edge technology in Russia Um, it's very funny but then but I think that in this movie beyond the fact that like these people all these actors including the kid were in like the short films I feel like okay they already kind of established thing they're working this thing out but I think that with the climax being being chased by hundreds of naked old men, yeah. I feel that, like, because I'm like, oh, the kid could have been a girl, but then I'm like, that would have, the dynamic would have shifted so much. That oh, yeah. I feel that, like, it isn't egregious in this movie for them all to be male. But uh, that is one of the... <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, I quoted my wife here. I wrote it down where her reaction to the end of the film was, disgusting wings flopping everywhere, old creepy white men chasing kids. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, I feel like if they were like little girls, it would just put it past the point of no return. You would have had to have had a whole other scene where the women all, you know, whatever, they get their revenge in the moment. It, it, it would have changed the dynamic for what is just like a very weird creepy fairy tale mm-hmm. um and i i i, I support i mean there's like yeah there's elliot and et riding the bike across the moon and then there's this fucking kid jumping on a helicopter and hanging from rope and rare exports and sub-zero <laughs> temperature they have all yeah because one of the things is so they get to where santa is and there's all of the uh the ovens and everything they're all on to try to melt santa claus but then also all the children are there all the naughty children are all in uh potato sacks because that was where they all went to the one guy's house because exactly. all the potatoes <laughs> weren't stolen but all the potato bags were yeah so i also love that's another like weird fairy tale element where it's like oh all the kids they don't even take the kids out of the gunny sacks they just keep them in there they just put them all in a net yeah in a helicopter and then use them as bait to like you know Attract- and this is it's so ludicrous in a way that I just totally love. Uh, me too. That's why I'm like, fuck yeah, bad CGI. Fuck yeah, old, creepy, naked white men with their wings flopping <laughs> everywhere running around. But also, <clears throat> speaking like I was earlier about, you know, how one thing leads to another, foreshadowing, whatever. You see like this um, electric... Uh, fence enclosement that was meant for the reindeer at the beginning of the film and when they were trying to do the math with all the reindeer that were slaughtered by those goddamn Russian wolves for uh, you know it turned out to be like $85,000 worth of livestock they were super bummed but then this kid has the the wherewithal to be like oh let's lead these creepy old naked white men with their wings flinging everywhere in the dirty snow all the way to this like enclosure and we'll entrap them in that with myself as bait, and then they will just come for daddy, we'll close the gates, fucking turn on the electrical fields, everything will be good, I'll die, whatever. And that's why I'm like, this kid is a fucking badass. 
But it doesn't go down like that well, because... Also, cause originally, the original ransom, because they lost that much money, that was the original ransom they were holding to the Americans for the one Santa. Totally. Like, it so reminded me Santa. of, like, Point Blank. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's just, like, Lee Marvin's like, look, I want my 30000 He's like, that's it? Or, like, yeah. whatever it is. But, uh, yeah, with this, uh, luckily, his dad and his homies get to the Santa ice sculpture before, blow it up, Santa's out of the picture, and now these little helpers don't have anybody to help. So they're without a job, and they don't need to kill a kid anymore. They all kind of like dumb old men. Yeah, so then they just lock him up. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's like the coda. It's like you get that, and you're like, oh, that's like, that could have been the end of the movie. Like, yeah, oh, totally. everyone is alive, whatever. And then it changes, and it's like 314 days till Christmas. Exactly, <laughs> and the last... That's why it was weird, because it was like how the movie starts is like one day until Christmas. And then it's just like, does it? And then it's like zero days till Christmas. I'm like, why did they need that like title card? Like, so? Yeah. And then when it comes to the end, you're like, oh. And those last like five minutes are so fucking bizarre <laughs> that it just really ties the movie together. They're like, they're hosing down all the old men, and they're training them how to be like Santa's... And you know the whole and the whole process is just really funny in itself. Uh, I love when the part when like they all have the little dolls and they're like parading the dad like caressing his ch- child. Like, yeah, this is how you hold a child. Yeah, you know. And um, and they all have to learn. And then the very end is when you see them all boxed up. They're literally like, in boxes. Yeah, and it just says on the packaging rare exports. And exactly. Too. And you're like the whole because the the title doesn't make any sense at all until that very. And which is such a great like title drop like we just watched Mank and they say oh, yeah. Mank a million times in it and <laughs> you're like oh this is great uh, you know face off I want his face off like you know there's been movies throughout time that have said the title but to actually just have it printed on something it kind of reminds me of Holy Motors oh, where yeah. the end of the film was like why is it called Holy Motors and then all the limos go to Holy Motors <laughs> and you're like fuck yes that's what i felt like with rare exports where i'm like oh hell yeah and um so they said that there were like 178 reindeer that were slaughtered and they ended up catching like 178 santa's little helper so then instead of the livestock completely being worth eighty five thousand, they were just shipping these santas off for eighty five thousand dollars per person now what i want to know i didn't look it up on google or anything are there 178 countries in the world and oh, that's I'm why sorry, every yeah. country gets a Santa. Was that the number they? Well, also you like, have things like you know, say like a, you know, you could you could have sold like so many of them to like malls of, in America. Oh yeah, like or Michigan whatever, or whatever. But like mm-hmm. of all the packaging going to rare exports, I noticed like that every, Tanzania. Yeah, I said yeah. like yeah, every single like package had a different country of or you yeah. know, country of destination on it. I'm like, oh, is it funny? Like every country has its own Santa. I didn't. I mean, I Maybe. could grab my phone right now, but I'm just not going to. I'll let you do it at home, listener. Um, yeah, but so, I also love it's funny because Renee and I, I think it was when you were out for a little bit, we were talking about this and we we're just like, so now they're all going to be like these creeps. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, but well, I also kind of love that because I think that I, I love, so I love Santa. Like, I'm totally irreligious, like, whatever. But it's you're not going like, to believe this, but Santa's not in the Bible. I know, but I think that he's <laughs> a much better, I mean, like, Santa is basically like God. He sees what you do and he can pass judgment. But the thing is, for this God, is he like shows up and gives you presents for sure, and he dresses cool and he has a pre- he like you know hires all these elves and makes toys and you know, like whatever he has cookies and milk, I'm totally down. If like in some future world like whatever, like it's like the time machine and you're like oh all we have are these fragments of the lost society and so we worship Santa Claus. I'm down with that religion. Mm-hmm. Like I am 
so I don't know. I love, but I love the element of kind of creepy, folky horror with Santa. I mean, Santa should be a little creepy. Yeah. Because he is kind of scary. Yeah. And he, you know, even like a lot of the stuff in this, I also love, because uh, there's all this stuff about like, you know, being switched, where the Santa, it wouldn't even see the, the frozen one. All you see are the giant horns coming out, which I do love they cut off. I love key. it. And then Got uh, to. he has this big, like, wooden switch to like whip all of the like bad children. And I think that that, that element of scary Santa just that is important uh -huh. I think that I that's like some like Old Testament God that I'm totally down with I, this movie like tugs at the heartstrings at least to me you know when they, you, you think they're gonna lose their house you're like oh my god or when you think the kid's gonna sacrifice himself or like whatever you're like oh this is like moving yeah it, amongst all this crazy shit that's happening <clears throat> I love uh, yeah that this movie made me feel for like especially like what this kind of, this kind of movie was and that's what makes this movie so good. Now if you haven't seen this movie still and you listen to this podcast, it doesn't make any sense because we have like literally been going back and forth and here and there and everywhere. So like shame on you for like listening to 28 minutes of this and still not seeing this movie because we kind of gave away a lot. But I'm sure you have seen it and uh, you're probably a better person for it. Do you have anything else to add before well, we get out of here? The other thing I would say that, like, one of the things that works with this movie is for what this movie is, um, and for, like, all the... I, I really like all the performances. Like, I genuinely like. Like, I like the kid. I like his dad. Yeah. I like his weird dad's friends. Like, his yes. kind of weird scuzzy. Like, yeah. all those guys. So this guy who made this movie, uh, the only thing I could ever find... He did another movie after this, um, which has really terrible reviews, but also Samuel L. Jackson in it. Oh. Um, and I'm like, you know, I, I feel like it would be worth me watching just for fucking shits and giggles. Um, but I'm like, I don't know. I think that this, you know, this is obviously like one of those kind of like passion projects that this guy was working on. So he made this other movie called Big Game in 2014 that stars the kid um, in it and Samuel Jackson Samuel Jackson plays the president of the United States who gets trapped I think in Finland and the little boy maybe has to help him yes I don't know Victor Garber is also in it he plays the vice president Felicity Huffman like weird people Jim Broadbent he has like a weird crazy cast um, and maybe it is terrible but I do think that maybe this guy should be able to make more movies I don't know maybe maybe they're terrible I don't know but I, I think this movie is great um I think if you go into it, if you go into it expecting it to be some super fucked up slasher horror, it's not going to be that. But I think you just have to go into it with the right attitude, and it's it's dynamite. It really is. And on the Patreon, uh, we're going to continue the the Christmas tradition, and we're actually going to talk about a little film made in Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, in the '80s, called a Blood Bank. Blood Beat. Blood Beats. My bad. <laughs> My bad. I've seen this movie twice, and I still don't know the title of it. Let me tell you. I mean, because the title doesn't make mean anything. It really... It, this, that, that movie doesn't have the uh, the encoder where you're like, oh, oh this is why it's called Blood, blood Beats. Beats. But I will say there are there is blood, and there are some dope beats. So Real dope beats. Um... That film is on Amazon Prime right now. It's on Prime. I think it's also on Shudder. It's also released by the wonderful Vinegar Syndrome, who restored it. And uh, they are hosting its being on all these other platforms. So uh, watch them on the platforms, or please support Vinegar Syndrome and buy the Blu-ray. And please support us on Patreon. $5 a month will get you bonus episodes, dozens and dozens of episodes that you can't find anywhere else, like the one we just mentioned, Blood Beat. I wish I could just, um, I guess I could, but I just don't want to feel like editing in the, um, was it Don Henley? Not Don Henley. Uh, who's in 
Miami Vice. Don Johnson. Oh, yeah. Heartbeat. That song <laughs> that he did in the 80s. All right, till then. Me... Oh. oh, no, go ahead. I'm... Yeah, let's keep it purely casual. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>